Five years ago, I made a trip, an hour's drive away from Ahmedabad, to a town called Balasinor. A former princely state of the Babi dynasty that branched out of the Babi dynasty of Janagar in the 1700s. The erstwhile royals now run a luxury hotel from their palace. Balasinor is home to just shy of 40,000 people, but what the census data does not capture is that it is also home to 10,000 unborn. Balasinor is one of the largest hatcheries in the world. In the early 1980s, during a geological survey by employees of a cement manufacturing company, dinosaur eggs, up to 10,000 of them, and dinosaur bones were found. This said to have led to a frenzy among residents of nearby villages, who took the fossilized eggs with them and worshipped them. There is also a story of how a lady kept a dinosaur egg fossil in her kitchen to grind spices. The most significant discovery was of the giant herbivore, Rajasaurus nermadadensis. The stereotype of Gujaratis being vegetarian holds up. Raja means king in many Indian languages and the dinosaur is called so because of a horn-like bone jutting out from its head which looked like a crown. These dinosaurs lived in the valley of the Narmada river and hence Narmadadensis. These dinosaurs, at least 13 distinct species, lived from about 100 million years ago to when they died out about 65 million years ago. The site is unusual in one way. There is evidence of the birth and eventual extinction of several species at this area. There is even a crazy fossilized snake wrapped around dinosaur eggs. Presumably, the snake wanted to eat the eggs and died there. Although I don't remember seeing it, I do remember how the site was almost unguarded when I went there. And I could have just gone up to the fossils, some of the rocks are pretty obviously fossils, and touched them. There was no protection, which seemed odd to me. There's also trace amounts of viridium, a radioactive element on the surface level rocks, possibly linked to a meteor strike. Another important Indian dinosaur hotspot is the Kota Formation, a geological formation in the region around present-day Telangana. This formation is approximately 170 million years old. A particular dinosaur found here is quite interesting. Barapasaurus is a sauropod, that is, dinosaurs with long necks, long tails, small heads, and thick legs. Bara or Bada means big in several Indian languages, and Soros is Greek for lizard. Its binomial name is Barapasaurus Tagorai, Tagorai after the great poet, writer, painter, and musician Ravindranath Tagore. The dinosaur was discovered in the centenary year of his birth. Now we'll take a long flight to Europe and we'll talk about a completely different thing. I could not find any segue here. There are many ways in which the words of the great English author J.R.R. Tolkien and Norwegian culture intersect. But I want to talk about one particular word. The Black Speech is one of the many languages created by Tolkien for his epic fantasy world. Not to nerd out completely with the details about Mordorian life, especially because I only have a perfunctory understanding of his works, but we know that Black Speech was created by Sauron, an important character in his writings, and was primarily meant for use by Mordor's servants. The only example of pure black speech is the inscription on the One Ring, which is a central plot element in the Lord of the Rings, which reads Ash Nazg Dur Batuluk Ash Nazg Gimbatul Ash Nazg Thrakutuluk Ag Burzum Ishi Krimpatul. Why do I do this? Why do I write scripts where I have to say things I can't pronounce? Anyways, its English translation is One Ring to Rule Them All, One Ring to Find Them one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them. 
In black speech, Burzum means darkness. B-U-R-Z-U-M. Now, beware, we'll be dipping our toes in slightly troubling waters. Well, more than slightly if I'm being honest. Burzum was also the name of the one-man musical project by Varg Vikernes, an influential black metal artist from Norway. He started making music as a teenager and became a part of the early Norwegian black metal scene. Modern black metal was born out of the Norwegian music scene. Vikernes, as Count Grishnak, was a part of another infamous black metal band called Mayhem. It gained much notoriety in the media. Its vocalist, who went by the name Dead, committed suicide, and soon its guitarist, Euronymous, was killed. Euronymous was stabbed by Vikernes in 1993, partly because of financial disputes. Talk about death metal, right? Vikernes was also involved in a string of church burnings in Norway. He believed that everything that is non-European is a threat. Specifically, he advocates for a pre-industrial revolution pagan Europe. He was convicted of church arson, possession of explosives and first-degree murder. He was sentenced to 21 years, the maximum sentence in Norway, of which he served almost 16. He was released on parole in 2009. It is important to note that I was not even alive or capable of making my own choices for a large part of his career. I don't claim to have any understanding of the events described above or of any claims of factual accuracy. There are so many insane nuggets of information from his life. For example, he lived in Iraq for a year because his father worked for Saddam Hussein, making a computer program of some kind. According to Rolling Stones, Vikernes endorsed neo-Nazi views during the 1990s. However, he later disavowed the ideology. He even released a few albums after being released from prison. In 2018, he announced that he would be saying goodbye to the Burzum project. But he did release a final Burzum album in March of 2020. Come back for the second part of this episode after a short break, where we'll be in Norway again. I mean, the story will be set in Norway. I will be in Ahmedabad and you will be wherever you are. My introduction to Norse mythology was through the brilliant Neil Gaiman's brilliant book Norse Mythology. Well, granted it's not the most creative title. I loved it so much I started to read his other books. When I found out that his 2001 novel American Gods had been made into a television show for the cable network stars, I had to read the book. You know, I'm one of those people who needs to bring up the fact that they read the book before they came across its derivative media. And to gain even more points among people who care about these things, I even read up on the deities featured in the book. The most interesting character in the book was Anansi. But that does not fit into this whole alphabetical scheme I have cornered myself into. So instead, we'll talk about Chernobog or Chernobog. That's a bloody metal name, I'll tell you that. Chernobog, a proto-Slavic deity. The counterpart to the black god Chernobog is Bilobog, the white god. In American Gods, the book and the TV show, Chernobog lives in a flat with the Zoria sisters. Zoria Vechrenaya, Zoria Putrenaya, and Zoria Polunochinaya. Representations of twilight or evening, dawn or morning, and midnight in Slavic traditions. As springtime approaches, Chernobog lightens in personality and is replaced by Bilebog, his brother, or perhaps another side to him. This difference in interpretation 
of whether the Slavic gods Chernobog and Bilobog are different aspects of the same entity or are in fact different entities is up to debate. According to Vikernes, the protagonist of the first half of this episode, Belus is the oldest proto-Indo-European resurrection deity, a deity linked with life, death and rebirth. Belus is reflected in the Norse god Bladr and the Slavic god Bilobog. I'll give Vikernes this. There are many surface level similarities in their mythology. So, Vikernes as the one man band Urzum released an album titled Belus, exploring the myths surrounding the deity. Unlike his other projects, Burzum mostly looks like a personal analysis of Norse mythology and doesn't seem to be political in nature and hence therefore is much more accessible and palatable. I mean, as palatable as black metal can be to general audiences. That was it for the second episode of the NPAD podcast. So go listen to Vikernes's music if you like. But I would definitely recommend that you read Neil Gaiman's books. Or if you are into audiobooks, listen to them. They are brilliantly narrated, much better than I am doing this right now. If you have not already figured it out, this project is largely self-indulgent. But if you have ideas, criticisms or dare I say, compliments, send them to me at npatpod at gmail.com. That's n-p-a-t-p-o-d at gmail.com. Next episode is quite special. It's the first episode I wrote and all the elements, name, place, animal and thing share the same root word. Bye-bye. See you next time.